Can we have it all? Hmm. Can we have a buzzing business and an enabled life? Could we look after ourselves, be mothers, friends, partners, take care of our social life, but also rocket at the business game? Or is it all smoke and mirrors? Is it a myth? What do you think? Welcome to the She Is Awesome podcast, the home for women business owners filled with extraordinary stories, giggles, and thoughtful conversations, offering inspiring takeaways for your life and your business. Hello, hello, friend. It's Jay here, your host, and you are on the She's Awesome podcast. Today, I will look into a question that conflicts me a lot because although I want to be bold and give a simple answer, the answer requires careful considerations, as usual. The question is, can you have it all? Is it possible to have a dream life and a roaring business? Well, in essence, I would actually say that your life as a women business owner could only be enabled when you have a roaring business, right? Unless you have inherited a lot of money or you have a very, very rich partner who's helping you. I don't know. But if you are in this game as a kind of normally privileged person, not under, not over, normally privileged person, then your business needs to be roaring. And your business can only go so far if you do have strong foundations that you look after in your life. So like your physical health, your mental health, your relationship with meaningful people in your life, your financial health, and also having fun. So if you have these then your business will be roaring because you will fuel the business. And when you have a roaring business, it will fuel all the other components. So for me, as an entrepreneur, striving to have it all is the only proper way to live life. If not, why am I even doing this, right? But there are a few things that I would like to highlight and clarify because, you know, what I just said sounds arrogant as fuck. And I don't want to sound arrogant as fuck. So let me put some rules or I wouldn't call them rules. Maybe let me give you my philosophy about this. Okay. First of all, having it all was born from a neo-feminist approach to women in workplace, which I don't really adhere to. So I don't think that in employment, what you need to do to have it all is the same as in entrepreneurship. You know, in current corporate Western world, usually having it all means playing the corporate game with a lot of ethos that were developed in a more male-dominated work environment with male-dominated energy and moving up the ladder with strategies and tactics that belong to that type of values. And I don't have any judgment on any values and any way of moving up the ladder. It's just that the corporate Western world was not developed in a gender equal world. It was completely managed, developed. The rules were set by the white privileged male. So, and it's still the same. So having it all in that work environment means playing by their rules, but you are the minority still, unfortunately, and it is not aligned with what I am trying to say here. So I just wanted to put this out there. Okay. So having it all comes from 
that corporate world, which I don't adhere to. Secondly, having it all is a leveling up process. It's not a black and white approach. You know, we can have it all or not at all. It doesn't work like this, I believe. The start of the journey counts. So you can't compare the life of a women business owner with, as I mentioned earlier, with a lot of sports from family, friends or partner to a, you know, women business owner who is a single mom living a very challenging life, right? So having it all for both of them are totally different and the journey would be different as well. So let's put that as well. So having it all is not, I have it all or I have nothing. It is a leveling up process. Three, having it all doesn't mean having it all now, right now, without any prioritization or compromise or planning, focus and work going into it, right? Again, it is a process. And finally, and this is probably the most important thing I will say is what does having it all mean after all? I mean, my having it all and your having it all is totally different, possibly, you know, my work life balance understanding would be completely different to yours. So what do you mean? Do you even know? Have you ever actually thought about this? And how can you build something, that dream of having it all, that dream of work-life balance, without really knowing what it is? So while I was preparing this episode, I tried to write down the list of things to do, best practices of having it all. And I didn't like my list. You know, the reason why I didn't like my list is because A, it was a cookie cut approach. And as I said, having it all is not a cookie cut approach. B, it sounded like a magic formula to something pretty hard to establish. So I don't have magic formulas. I always say that. And then finally, it sounded, again, very arrogant. So I decided to share a few stories. You know, when you do not have it all, when you really can't have it all and what happens at that moment. The thing is, I follow this businesswoman, Maria Fallo, and she says anything is possible because anything is figuratable, right? And she says there are two exceptions to this idea of figuratable. The first one is you can't go against the laws of nature. So like you can't make people rise from death. You can't you know, open a retreat center, you know, with surf and yoga in the mountains. So this kind of thing, like that, you cannot go against the laws of nature. And then the second one is the only limit figuratable is you. If the cost of figuring out is bigger for you than the cost of not figuring out, then you will never figure it out, right? And you need to be really honest about this. So in that sense, let me tell you two stories and I am going to talk about then a little bit about myself and my having it all and maybe give you some ideas that might be a little bit triggering, but also a method to to define it and to live it, right? But let me start with these stories. So I have an amazing friend, Steph. I actually call her my wife, right? And the first one is going to be her story. Our paths crossed over 20 years ago in the advertising world and literally we fell in love immediately. She's fun, she's fiery, she's absolutely fearless, she's fierce and also hyper sarcastic. 
a little bit pessimistic and a lot empathetic. So she is full of contradictions, yet so honest and so authentic about this, right? She is human and she owns being human. That's why I fell in love with her. She's usually an angry person, angry at the system. You know, she's angry to the fact that the system creates wars, kills kids, makes some people earn billions and some others die from hunger. And she finds it unfair. And I find it unfair. You find it unfair. But she is more concerned and touched by this situation. But also, as Steph is, she's also currently CEO of a big agency. And, you know, in the journey to that level, she also conceived two beautiful daughters. They're both from two different fathers, and she's not with the fathers at the moment. So I guess you really need to be a real man, a man who's not afraid to be shown (laughs) his reality, I would say, to be able to live with a powerful woman like her. She takes no bullshit. Anyhow, well, Steph will never, ever have it all, okay? I'm not talking behind her. We have had this discussion. She will not have it all because she doesn't believe in it, you know? She has dreams, but she never believes in them properly. Too realistic, too cynical, too angry, maybe hurt too many times. And that kind of attitude toward life, that kind of like not believing in something, your brain doesn't want to figure it out when you don't believe it, right? It will not fight to find ways to figure it out. It will fight to find ways to not figure it out to prove you right. So that's the first kind of person that I know, unless she does a big mindset work and, you know, belief work, then I cannot see how she could actually have it all without believing. So the first thing that I know is you got to believe in this shit. And it's not wood magic, right? It's I'm not even talking about manifestation or anything like that. It's just that when you believe it is possible, that's when you start to figure it out. Your brain starts to work. Otherwise, your brain does not work. That was my first story. So that is when you can't have it all. You can't have work-life balance, right? Because you don't believe in it. The second case is another type of, I guess, lack of realism. So I coached a few years ago a woman business owner, and I won't, of course, give her name, but coaching her was the biggest and most epic fail of my coaching journey. Why? Well, here we go. Um, Striving for any kind of goals mean you will go through change. It makes sense, right? You're changing the status quo. Your desired future is not the same as your current status. So you have to go through change. And depending on your character, personality, depending on your style, and depending on how big of the gap between now and the desired outcome, the change can be hard. Well, no, I'm bullshitting. Change is always uncomfortable, but it can be more or less uncomfortable. So if you're striving for work-life balance and you don't have it right now, boy, the change is big, right? However you define this equation, whatever it means to you and whatever direction you need to go, you will need strength and discipline to organize both work and life to get to the balance. You will need to set priorities. You will need to learn to 
manage your time and protect your time. You will need to probably learn to delegate and be confident in delegating. You will need to let go and learn to sit with imperfections and accept mistakes. You know, striving for work-life balance means you need to change yourself. And that's where I failed this old client of mine. She didn't want to change herself. And I didn't have the strength back then to show her that without changing herself, she was not going to get there. And I'm not talking about afternoon baths and having spa here and there and getting your nails painted, right? That's distraction. To me, work-life balance and whatever the scenario in which you want to be means guilt and distraction-free allocation of time to whatever you want. It means flow and ease in your decisions and where you are. It means conscious choices. It doesn't by all mean indicate you will not have hard times, shit times, stress times, right? It just means you have forecasted for those times and you are in peace with them when it happens. It means that there is a rhythm of your choice. It's really about choice. All that happens when you're clear about the scenario, the cost of it, and when you were able to change and accept the cost. So in that case, she was clear about her scenario, but not ready to pay the cost. And I was not able to show it to her. And that's the second case. It's, you know where you want to be, but you're not ready to pay the cost of it, right? And maybe where you want to be, is not that important then. And you got to be really honest about it. And I guess that are the two main scenarios where I would be like, mm, unless we have big change here in your mindset, in your way of looking at things, we're not going to get there because this is not about, you know, a methodology to apply when you're not ready to apply it. So those are the two cases that I can see that work-life balance it's not going to happen. You don't believe in it and you're not ready to pay the price for it, right? Now, finally, I will talk about a little bit myself, my work and life balance and how I work to get towards that, right? I'm not 100% there. I'm on the journey. So what you will hear might trigger you. You might have some judgmental thoughts. And if you have them, it's fine. I'm happy to trigger you. And if you push those thoughts away for another 10 minutes or so and listen to me, maybe some ideas might take you to a better way of seeing things, okay? So first of all, let me describe you what work means to me, okay? I think when I was five years old, my toys were a broken house phone, an old agenda, an old handbag, a few pen, and my imagination. I didn't play with dolls. I rarely dressed my Barbies up. I played working woman. I had my imaginary phone calls. I scribbled in my agenda and I loved putting things in and out of my bed because it was just like my mom. My mom was a working woman and I was kind of modeling her. Now my daughter is five and a half years old and she's the same. She rarely plays with her dolls or teddies. Instead, she packs her backpack and walks around with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, poor thing. Like she literally packs imaginary iPads and stuff in it. She has a plastic phone. Actually, she has three of them. 
a few agendas and a wooden iPad. So she packs them and she plays working woman, right? Working was my model of playing for adulthood, right? And now as an adult, working is my playground. So work has never been a painful environment for me, even when I was in employment. On top of it, five years ago, I decided to play the thing I love the most and created my own company with one objective. Every day, it will feel like I'm having fun, which I am. So my work-life balance, the first thing that I was able to ensure and fix was the work environment, okay? Don't I have horribly stressful days? Of course I do. And, you know, I do get overwhelmed under the work. And, you know, that's part of the adult version of playing for me. That's the working woman play. So I don't get upset about it. Let's put it this way. Secondly, I will describe what work-life balance means to me. I'm currently in Mallorca. It's like 35 degrees. It doesn't feel like the best life balance at the moment, but actually no, I'm loving life. And I am in a nice hotel owned by a woman and I am set in the co-working space and work. So it actually feels like playing, right? My husband and daughter went to the beach and that doesn't feel at all unaligned. I'm here for six weeks. I created, thanks to my business, a life opportunity that is aligned with what I want in life. Amazing quality time with my loved ones. Long summers spent together. My business doesn't have to provide me with, I don't know, luxury cars, you know, belongings, you know, watches, whatever, stuff. I'm not attracted to stuff. My business must give me time and able to use that time as I like. I don't need to be in a five-star hotel. I don't crave for luxury meals. I prefer a little fisherman's shack on a beach to eat my grilled sea bass, right? But that's not how I get to work-life balance. This is not to say I am lowering my expectations from work-life balance. This is to say is that there are three magic ingredients that I have to apply day in, day out to understand what it is for me, right? And, you know, you're very, very familiar with these three magic ingredients. You probably heard me saying them like a million times. And I will repeat it because that's the magic ingredients that I use and a lot of people use to get there. Right. Magic ingredient one, clarity. A, I am super clear about what work-life balance means to me. Are you? A lot of people come to me and say, I want my business to give me work-life balance. And I ask, what does that mean? And they're not able to define it. Does it mean a few days of work per week? Does it mean going out every weekend? Does it mean holidays in Maldives? I don't know what does it mean to you, you know? I can work nonstop for six months and it doesn't bother me if I can get my long summer. To me, that's work-life balance. What's yours? You got to get clear about what will make you happy. Now, getting clear and what you want is not enough, unfortunately. (laughs) That's the clarity B, right? Now, you need to get super clear on the cost of it. How much does it cost to create your work-life balance? You know, what is your scenario of having it all and what's the price of it because that's how we're going to build it that is the only thing that we can control and shape right and nope not finished yet now that you know what your dream work-life balance cost check the gap 
where are you at now and where you want to be and plan it. You know, how much of it is missing? What is missing? How can you get there? How long would it take? Usually designing your desired life takes time. Do you want to plow through it, work hard, be bold and make fast progress, but have more work in your life at the start? Or do you want to take your time and go step by step and have more of a balance from the start? Anything is possible as long as you know where you want to go and how you want to get there, right? So that's again, as long as you have a clear objective and you know the path, you'll get there. That is the figureoutable bit. Now, the second magic ingredient of your journey to work-life balance is focus. Unfortunately, and fortunately, if you are listening to this podcast, you are either an entrepreneur or on the journey to become an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, you are attracted by different ideas, different fun projects. And the focus part is really, really important because sometimes those shiny little projects will be shinier than the big picture, your designed life. And I call them focus wobbles, yeah? Unless you have systems in place to reduce their impact, not only they can make you lose time, but also lose perspective. Focus is key when you're building a big dream, a big project. So how will you keep your focus laser sharp? That is really important. Make sure that you have refocusing moments. And the final touch, building momentum. This is not about the pep talk, ladies, really. This is the reality of being in business and having a dream. Consistent steps towards that dream is the only way to get there. And sometimes your shoes will hurt. Sometimes you will feel like swimming. Sometimes it will be hot. Sometimes it will be cold. Sometimes you will be tired. Sometimes you will be motivated. Sometimes you will have strength. Sometimes not. It doesn't matter. Taking control of your state and putting one step in front of another and building a steady and strong flow is the only way to get there. I personally find having partners in crime to help me walk even when I am dead tired is the only way for me to keep my consistency. So build your tribe. Make sure that you have plenty people in different parts of your life holding you and making you walk when you are not feeling like it. Because that's the only way to run the marathon, you know? I don't know if there are many people who can run a marathon solo, but I know a lot of people can run a marathon together. So yeah, find your tribe. So my answer to the question of work-life balance, is it a myth or reality? I'd say it is what you think about it. If you think that it's a myth and it will never work, it will always be a myth. If you believe that it is reality and becoming your reality, you will make it happen. It is not easy, but it is simple. Three simple ingredients in your life and you will make it happen. With that, my friend, I will send you a goodbye kiss and wish you an amazing summer. I will find you back here in September. Until then, enjoy our most inspired, highest ranking episodes in August. Love you all and keep in touch. Bye now. Well, my friend, thank you for listening to this She Is Awesome podcast. If you want to share your extraordinary story and dare to inspire others, send an email to hello at academyv.com. You can find the email address in the show notes. Well, let's meet here again next week. 
Take care. Bye now.